Ladies and gentlemen, it's a great pleasure to have Farhan Niyaz with me here. Hi, Farhan. Hi, how are you? My pleasure to be here. Good evening, good afternoon, everyone. Good morning, wherever you are. Thank you very much, Farhan. It's really a great pleasure to, to have uh, with me for this CX Goalkeepers Bar discussion. You are in Dubai, but before we start discussing about all the experience that we can have or we could have in, uh, in Dubai, I think it's the best way to start a short introduction. I think in the CX world, everybody knows you, but perhaps there are two or three people there that don't know you, and therefore it would be great to get a short introduction from your side. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I think you're, you're, you've become a phenomenon as well. The CX goalkeeper is a, is a very well known, and I, I think it's my honor to be on this. On this, I would call it a show. So it would for me, it would be a show. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Farhan. I originally am from Pakistan. I started my career with Citibank about you know 20, 25 years ago, and that's how much my career and customer experience is. Always passionate about people serving customers. And um, I was first 11 years with Citibank. I worked in many parts of the world, including three years in Russia. So I was stationed in Moscow as the head of customer experience. At that point of time, it used to be customer service. So I've seen the transition from customer service to customer experience. Um, I was then brought into UAE about 15 years ago, joined one of the large banks here, uh, Mashrik, which is also a big name. Um, you know, I worked with their entire call center and, uh, and uh, alternate channels. And then I was handed by Abu Dhabi Islamic Bank. I was with them for 10 years and very proudly, as everybody know, I think I've told this story multiple times, very proudly, that I brought this bank from 23rd position to number one bank and customer experience in UAE in four years time period. And we stayed there for seven consecutive years, which is to date. So even if today you go on, on the website of the official website, you will see Abu Dhabi Islamic Bank as the number one bank. So I feel very proud along with the team that I had in Abu Dhabi Islamic Bank. I am very honored to have you on, on this show because as, as you are saying, you have a really a great experience, a great career. And, uh, and also now what you are doing for the CX community, it's, it's outstanding. I was able to, to follow you on several discussion webinars. And I think what you are bringing to the CX community, it's, it's outstanding. And I am really keen to, to start a discussion. Thank you. Uh, Let me add one more thing before I, because recently I have started my own consultancy uh, by the name of CX Future. So I thought with, with the experience that I have, maybe I would be better off like helping organizations and you know, others, uh, you know, help them with customer experience, improving their customer experience. So I will leave my details at the end. And if somebody is interested, most welcome to join me. Sure. And I will show, share also them in, in the show notes. I think uh, for quite a lot of people, it will be a pleasure to, to have a, a chat with you, a discussion with you, because at the end, we came also in contact like that. We shared some thoughts. We met sometimes. And now I said, let's have a discussion. And now we are very here. Excited. Very excited. Thank you very much. Um, I think the best way to start is really uh, only saying Dubai, it's really the place where all the outstanding experiences take place. We, you mentioned also in the preparation of this discussion about uh, a new uh, rating model, the seven star rating model. And perhaps 
I think with you, it's really it will be really interesting to if you could share your own experience that you had with companies, and perhaps you can start with with the best experience that that you are that you had in in Dubai. Sure, um, I think one thing I always say in many of my conversations, I'm very proud and very privileged to be in a part of the world where customer experience is driven by the government, and here. The government is so clear about what customer and how customer experience needs to be that they're very, very serious. And I'll give you some examples. Maybe some of them have previously heard it from me as well. One fine evening, we read a tweet from the, the leader of, of this great country and uh, Dubai, Sheikh Mohammed, the Sinus Sheikh Mohammed. He has a habit of going and sitting in places and experiencing different kinds of places himself. So he went to one of the Uh, government offices, this was Dubai Post. And he sat in the queue, took a queue number, and he sat and waited for his turn. This is the owner of, you know, leader of the country. So after 10, 15, 20 minutes, then he sent a, a tweet and he said, this is not the service that this country was meant to be. These people are not from here. I don't own them. This is not the service that we, and the whole country moved. Next day, He goes to Ministry of Interior, says, I want you to do a full survey. And after three to one months, I want to publish the top five government offices of UAE and the bottom five. And guess what? What happens? You open the newspaper right in front of the newspaper, the front page. There is a list of the names of the top five and the list of the bottom five and why they're good and why they're bad and full transparent full list. The, the, the top organizations, obviously, they were you know, rewarded, they got promotions, and the bottom ones, the top management lost their jobs. Simple as that, as, as clearer. Digital transformation, techniques, customer experience, everything here is, is driven. Um, very quickly, if I may tell you, this is the only country probably where there is a minister of happiness. There's the only country where there are roads when you go on the street, you see happiness street. There is a happiness area, there are happiness streets. And all the government offices are called happiness centers. They're not called offices, but happiness centers. And you mentioned the seven star. They said, why if a hotel can have a rating and customers had the choice of making a choice of reading, going on the websites and saying, I want to stay in a five star hotel. You know, you choose five star. Why can't I choose a five star center? So you go and search for a five star center and you go there. Now, if you go around UAE, around Dubai, you will see blanks already outside the government offices where you will see three stars or four stars and five stars and there are criteria. I'm very privileged from the banking side, from the financial world. I was very deeply part of this, this whole initiative before the corona hit. And it, it, it was told, but I think it's, it's going to start again and they will gradually move it into different parts of, uh, you know, sectors as well. Thank you for, Farhan, for, for the introduction. And I think what you mentioned, a leader of a country goes to an office and experience, like all the other people, what happens. I think this is an outstanding example of, of leadership and trying to live what the life that other people are, are living. As you mentioned, you, you already mentioned that the Minister of Happiness, go, coming back to this topic, could you perhaps share a bit of, of ideas 
what is the role of uh, Minister of Happiness? I think it's, it revolves around, the, the priority is the people. They want to ensure that wherever customer go, they get excellent experience. The idea is not just to put a plank outside. It relates to, and I've been, you know, we're curious about as customer experience professionals, we're curious. So I wanted to go into a five rated or a seven rated unit. I believe there's only one that I saw which has six, six rating. You go inside, it's a one-stop shop. Everything is pitch perfect. I went inside and you feel as if you were in a five-star hotel, everything is taken care of. The people, the processes, everything is so smooth. And then I walked into a three-star center as well and I realized that there are some things missing and you can, you know, you can relate what the minister of happiness, the role is to highlight the position of UAE as the leader of experience around the world, not just UAE. So they have open lines with the people. So as a, as a, a resident of UAE, I have uh, the exposure or I have the possibility to talk to, to the government and, and register my grievances. I can write on, on my good experiences, I can talk about my bad experiences, and they immediately work on it. Not only it's a forum where they work on people grievances or whatever happens, they're innovative. So they have a sector where the minister has a, has a team where they would go around talking to people, trying to figure out what's happening in the world. What is the new thing that's happening in customer experience? UAE needs to have it first. That is why there's so many technologies that this country has, which the other countries are now still, you know, looking for. And I can go into the details, but I think, you know, we'll have short, short time. But the purpose of ministry is to ensure, just like any other ministry, make sure that the people of this country are happiness. And by the way, you can see it from the happiness rating, which is published globally. And you can see the, the UAE rating is very, very high. And every year it's increasing. If I'm not, if I'm not wrong, it's amongst the top 25 now. And, and I think that was my, my short experience also in Dubai. It was an outstanding experience. And as you mentioned, I think one, one, one topic that I think it's, all, it's also relevant, even if uh, Dubai is a leading country, it, even that they are looking outside and trying to benchmark themselves against what is even better. I think for quite a lot of topics, it's not possible to benchmark because <laughs> let's say you are already the best. Perhaps do you have some experience that you add that you can share in order to really explain this care, caring about people, attention to details? Yeah, I think I would go a slightly step above. It's not just they're following benchmarks globally, but I think they're creating benchmarks. The way they have handled COVID, I feel so privileged that I'm part of the world where I can go out. I can do whatever I want. Yesterday I was then in the cinema watching a movie. I've been to theater watching opera. I can go on the beach. I can be in a hotel. I can be in a, in a park. I can do what my life is normal here. When the rest of the world is struggling, even if I, I don't want to go into the numbers, the numbers are so controlled, mashallah. But for me, the, uh, the, this pandemic is this, that's it. But the beauty about this part of the world is when the government says everybody wears a mask, believe me, brother, you will not find a single person who does not wear it. Everyone follows because they love it, because they respect 
uh, and and that's how we've been able to control it. Uh, there are a lot of examples I can give you, and and probably the best way to do to look at is maybe if you start looking at what Dubai offers. It's a pure. It's becoming one of the hub as far as tourism is concerned. The only seven-star hotel in the world. It's not just a seven-star. It's it's a wonder of the world. You know, I've, I've had the privilege of going there multiple times. Um, the biggest water parks, the fastest roller coaster in the world, the biggest aquarium, largest mall in the world, the tallest building, of course, in the world. It's it's bigger and better and largest. Now we have a Dubai Eye, which is probably much larger than the London Eye itself as well. So it's the experiences. It's not about what it does. One day I was standing with one of my friends and we were standing and say, we looked around 180 degrees and say, this is iconic, this is iconic, here's another iconic thing, here's another iconic. Everything is iconic. It's not just the structures, but when you walk into, and jokingly, we always talk amongst our friends, Dubai actually spoils you. You know, the, the living standard that mashallah provides you and the kind of luxury that it provides you I, mashallah, drive a car and I can afford it, which probably I can't afford back home. Uh, the, the hotel, uh, I can safely say it without, you know, hurting anybody's feeling, a three-star hotel here is probably better than a five-star hotel in some part of the world. And the five-star hotel are so, I mean, you've been here. The luxury, I mean, the, the, the space, the, the luxury, the attention to detail, is, is that's why it brings people back. It brings, uh, and the care and attention that it gives you. Um, yeah, I shared with you, I think I shot, uh, shared the pictures. I was, again, very proud. I was one of the passengers on this all COVID, uh, uh, all vaccinated flight that went, went in the air a few days ago. It went around UAE and I, I wrote it on my LinkedIn profile. I'm flying to nowhere. So we were in the air for three hours and the experience was unbelievable. I mean, right now, when you go through the immigration, there is no passport, there is no ID. You just go through, it's through your retina. The system just reads your eye. You stand there for a second and you go through. What experiences are you talking about? What level of experience, you know, and this is. Um, airline, airlines itself, amazing. I mean, I, I've flown many airlines and anybody who's flown Etihad or Emirates itself, what a phenomenal experience. And somebody was saying, there are a lot of issues, obviously, you know. There are two different experiences you get. When you're on plane, on board, what an amazing experience you get. Um, Etihad announced few, few uh, maybe right before COVID, the first where you have a cabin where you can sleep, there is a bed. I mean, ever thought about a bed inside an aeroplane? Uh, I was talking about the seven-star hotel. When you go there, everything is so beautiful. It's like gold-plated and luxurious. And the views is breathtaking. And people are taken care of. Um, if I have any issue, it's immediately. I remember when I was working for the last the bank, Abu Dhabi Islamic Bank, I got a call. I was, I was at, in the evening, I was at home. And the CEO called. He said, Farhan, I'm in. I'm flying right now. I'm coming back from London. I want you to immediately go and find out 
who does the training of Emirates airline? I want my bank people to be trained on hospitality because I love it, the way they're taking care of me. He said, I, I asked for something. I got not only got this, but I got something else as well. And they're listening to me and they, and I actually went to, you know, Emirates Training Institute and I got my people trained through there. So, so replicated. Uh, it, it's just so many stories that I can tell you, which are, which, which create experiences here. People are trained to give you moments. There are moments that you, so when you visit somewhere, when you go somewhere, it's, it, it leaves a mark of experience. Not, it's not about the money. It's not about the luxury. It's about the hospitality. It's about how the country takes, takes care of you. And it's how you go back smiling. And, and I mean, I have seen people crying on the airport somewhere. I asked them, what happened? Can I help you? Something wrong? You lost your passport. So I don't want to go. I have my passport, my visa ended. I, I have to go back, but I'm, I'll be back soon. This place attracts you. And there's a reason. And I think what you're saying, I can confirm that because that was also my personal experience. It was only a few days, but it was uh, our honeymoon. And uh, and in every restaurant where we went to, they asked us in advance, why are you here? And everybody was caring about creating a special moment because it was our honeymoon. And they wanted, exactly as you said, not only create an experience, but create a moment that I can remember for life. And, and it was really an, an outstanding setup. And I think this is also based on, on the mindset. It's really a planning, but this is really a mindset that all the people, the, the government, but all the industry also around that are creating that in order to be the best in offering these, these experiences. I tell you one, one of the reasons why it is, when you know that you will be recognized for your good work, it's not just that you're doing some good work and it goes, you know, I always say customer experience people are the unsung heroes. You do so many amazing things. I started my career in the call center and I used to take calls for a while as well. And I, I've been in the front end as well. So I'm very proud that I've gone through different ranks. And I've seen when I become the call center manager, I had so much respect for these people. For example, you're taking 100 calls a day. You take 99 great calls, one bad call, and it becomes an issue. This is how tough this job is. You see 100 customers front end, you smile, you give them great experience, one angry customer, one bad experience, and you're questioned. Here, you do, do a good job, you're recognized. The government recognizes you. There are multiple awards here, there are multiple ceremonies here. They recognize their people. People feel proud. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very proudly judge of customer experience, multiple forums, you know, and I would like to flaunt this, which Awards International gave me very recently, being one of the judge who's done maximum number of awards. I've done awards in a lot, lot of parts of the world. The passion that I see when it's in Gulf region, they fight for it because they want to show to their compatriots, I've achieved something. For them, it's not an award. It's a mode of flaunting. They like to show. This is where they want to show off. That I've done a great job. I'm helping people. I'm great in serving people. My organization serves people better than, you know, one of the reasons why a lot of people ask me, how did you improve from 23 to number one? You know, it's not an easy thing. 30 plus banks, you are at the bottom out of 27 banks 
and we very quickly, one thing that I, I, I read the psychology of the people of this part of the world, and this is why you need to understand the culture. And I realized that they like to compete positively amongst each other. So the branches who were very good, I was complimenting them and the ones who were at the bottom, I sat with them and I said, listen, I want you to be at the top. Would you like to be amongst your name to be highlighted amongst the ones who are, and they say, we are, we will do anything to be, you know, amongst the ones. So that passion to, to do something and to create is, 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 is remarkable. But I, I think, Farhan, what you're saying, it's, it's extremely important and it's, it's, a, it's a key mindset because at, at the end, in the morning, when I wake up, it's not that I say, oh, I don't want to do anything. If I wake up in the morning, I am happy, I am here, I want to create value added, I want to create something and therefore yeah. I, I give my best. And I think in your region, what you're explaining, it's even one step further because you want to create this experience because there is this positive competition to to show to the others that you can do that and then everybody's improving at at the same time absolutely yeah and i i tell you but there is there are different sides to it when there is this kind of competition and customer experience becomes such a um when i said that I've seen the transition. I'll tell you the different stages of customer experience that I saw. And customer experience is very recent. It's about five, six years old only. It's, it's, a, it's a new baby. So customer service used to be part of it. But when I came to this part of the world, the first word I used to hear was hospitality. So they don't use, they never used to call it customer service. They used to call it hospitality. And then from hospitality, it became happiness. And from happiness, it became customer experience. And I remember, look at the mentality of the organizations. So one day my CEO calls me and says, Farhan, what is this word customer experience? I'm hearing it, what is it? So I, that's why I introduced, when I introduced the customer experience, NPS and everything. And he was sitting with me and he said, I want you to tell me who do you think is the best in customer experience in the world right now? So off my head, I said, I think Disney is very good. And guess what? Next week, he sent me to Disney. I was in Disney. And I got my certification from Mickey Mouse. I mean, I have a certificate from Mickey Mouse as well. I did my course. And then from there, I went to Zappos. For me, Zappos is, a, is an amazing. And Tony, I, I met Tony as well. He was a great leader. And I learned so much, so many traits of that. But what I'm trying to tell you, what was new in the, in the world, this part of the world was curious. They wanted to, but the point that I wanted to make, when it's this kind of a competition, the expectations go high. So now look at the other side, which is the customer side. The expectation of the customer is twofold. So you need to over deliver, not on par, but you need to over deliver. So expectations, uh, something which probably would be wow factor for ordinary customer. That's why people get wow when they come here. For us, you people who live in this part of the world, it's normal. Because and our expectations are, are higher, have gone higher than that. And I think this is ex exactly the point that at the end, nowadays, it's you're not comparing a restaurant with a restaurant, but you're comparing a restaurant with uh, Zappos, uh, Disney, and yes. this top in customer top companies in customer experience and and therefore it's it's also difficult to improve and what you're saying it's always to overachieve 
what what are the expectation i think uh, one of the most important colleagues in customer experience shep icon is saying uh, creating amazing experiences and this is always a bit more than normal and then average and at the end in dubai the average is so high <laughs> that it's really difficult to go one step further i'll also tell you one thing as i said before as well this country is step ahead so whatever happens in the world is here. So digitalization or transformation is a huge thing here. But you know what the beauty and which is I'm a big advocate of, of I am not in the favor of 100% digitalization of any, because the human touch is so important. And that's what I like about this part of the world that you go, you find the best technology in the world, very soon you will see cars which are driverless. You will see taxis which, will go, which are gonna be in the air. By the way, they're already ready. So the helicopter taxis are already ready, which will be, you know, human contact contactless. But at the same time, the human, the empathy, the sympathy, the, the, the people touch is so, because this is the culture. And that's what I, what, what I love. There are still, when I, when I came new, I don't know, I'm just going back to my initial days and what fascinated me when I came to, wow, I've been in so many parts of the world. Why this culture is so different? I used to be so surprised that I used to see a lot of people coming to the branches, customer, old customers, they're sitting. You know what, how? They bring their food and their newspaper. They sit, they feel that they're at home, not in an organization. They feel that they belong to the organization. And during this time period, I observed this. They're chatting with everyone. They know everyone by name. Everybody knows every customer. They're sitting every now and then. They're drinking their coffee. Half an hour, he's reading his newspaper. He'll get up, he'll go to the counter, he'll do something, his work. He'll come back, start chatting to the branch manager. The, I have never seen this kind of a cohesion, this kind of a friendliness and this kind of a, in any part of the world. And this is why I'm a big advocate the technology along with human factor is so important. Three days ago, as I told you, I went for, uh, uh, I, I was going with my friend for a, for a movie and I was very full of popcorns and everything. I'd like to have a good experience. And when I, and thank God there is a human being. Obviously, obviously it was a great uh, digital experience. I got my ticket online and you have this QR code, but there is a guy who wants to read your QR code. So there's still a human being, not a robot. So when he read the QR code and he said, oops, we have a problem. I said, what happened? He said, this ticket is for tomorrow. So I, by mistake, I bought a ticket for the day later. So no problem, give me one minute. Just please, just give me a second. Went on the computer, here's your new ticket, please go and enjoy. That's the beauty of a human being. This is why humans are so important. And I was giving this example to somebody and I think, I don't know if I this related or not. Uh, I'm very passionate about the human part. No matter if you order your food online, this is what COVID did. You know, COVID has changed our lives. And by the way, I'll talk about the experience on the COVID side as well. That you order your food, for example, order, but in the end, the, it's the guy who, you know, comes on that scooter or on this vehicle on time with your warm pizza or your sandwich or burger or whatever you ordered. And when the bell rings and he gives you that, that's the moment. Those are the moments and those are through human beings. Now, in this part of the world also, 
the experience changed a little bit because of the COVID. Obviously, I'm not going to go into the digital part of the world, but the more practical part of it. Uh, dynamics changed from uh, more perks and what, what the product offers me rather than how safe it is and what kind of environment it offers me. And I'll give you the example, why am I quoting it? Before, at the heart, our Emirates used to boost. We have the best cabins, we have the maximum number of movies, our inter-flight entertainment is best in the world, we have the biggest cabins. Now they say we have the safest plane, it's the cleanest one, all our, our cabin crew is 100% vaccinated. This is the uh, now the selling selling point. And this is where this part of the world takes a lead as well. And this is what, because why? Because the customers expect it. There's an expectation. Because great, uh, majority of the people here and you know, like other parts of the world here, there's a very high, prof uh, there is a high number of high profile customers here. The high profile customer, and it's, it's a part of the world where uh, you've been here. You you can see that there's a competition amongst people as well. You know who has what, and 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 that's why the expectations are, are accordingly, and they expect more. I think what what you are saying it's it's extremely important. And coming back to to the human part of of the experience, this is still key because the machine is not able to replicate, as you said, the empathy or also understanding. Oh, for run as the wrong ticket. I changed that so that he can enjoy the movie this evening with with his friends, and he doesn't need to wait for tomorrow to 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 watch the movie. And and I think this this is this is really key, and it will takes quite a lot of time uh, until a machine can or will be able to replicate this human interaction. And. And I, I fully agree with that. Um, perhaps also speaking about human re relationship, what I'm always saying is that we are not in the B2B business or B2C, but we are in a human to human uh, business. And, and this is also time to get a bit more about yourself, Farhan. And therefore, I would ask, uh, as you said, you, you were, I don't know, 10 times or more times judge at the International in the, in, at Customer Experience Awards. You are really renominated worldwide about your skills around customer experience. How can you ensure to have a proper life work balance? Yeah. Uh if you would have asked me this question a year ago, I would have had a different answer. But now because of the COVID, the life, well, there are a lot of negative, but there are a lot of positives that this, this pandemic brought. I think it brought people closer. It brought families together. People who were spending majority of the time outside, fathers, husbands, brothers, mothers, you know, sisters, now they're spending time yeah. Yes, there are odd. I mean, I'm scared my door might open and somebody might walk in. <laughs> that can happen. And it happened in many of the parts. But at least the family is there. Maybe the kid will start crying and you will hear, hear the kid. I mean, mashallah, your kid is sleeping. You never know, might might wake up because of something and you, we might hear this. But that's the beauty of this, this world. So we've come closer. However, I'll tell you, I was talking to the CEO of a bank in Pakistan. And he said, Farhan, I have realized one thing. Why was I traveling every day, st stuck in traffic for hours when I can do everything? I get up on time, I sit, I do everything. 
if I need to sign some particular document, this is the CEO who's talking. Somebody brings those papers, I sign them. I'm fine. I'm just thinking maybe even if this pandemic goes away, I think this will become my norm. Look at what happened to the call centers. Call center environment is very difficult. Now, remote call centers. All the excesses are there. So people can now take calls at the, at the luxury of wherever they are, the, the staff. Same is the case with other people. There are some jobs where it's necessary. There are some jobs which people can now do from, from home. So work-life balance has automatically taken its, uh, its, I don't know when, inshallah, when this pandemic ends, my estimate is, and I, I, I feel, this balance will remain. I'm sure, tell me yourself, if I may ask you this question. Do you spend more time with your family now than you used to before? Sure. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't. And, and we have become more closer. I mean, I have done all my work. Um, if I may take the name Zoom, I can talk to my entire team. I can motivate them through, through this. I can do, but I do miss, you know, obviously, Eunice. There, there are a lot of other things. But at the same time, you realize that a lot of things can be done, you know, remotely. And work-life balance is, to me, is now taking, taking shape. And I think the balance is, is very much there now. And what you're saying, I, I can confirm that because quite a lot of people are speaking about the new normal. But first, we need to understand what is normal because afterwards, it we don't know what what really normal will be. As right. as you are saying, we see that working from from home, it's really working well. Remote calls. It's, it's a financial as well. Imagine that if I have a large team and I realize that I can give them excesses if it's not uh, there is no compliance issues there. Some of the excesses. I can, uh, why do I need to, to, to have expensive, uh, uh, you know, premises and all the equipment and that organizations can save a lot of money and have things. Uh, we're talking about digital. I mean, I am so fascinated by this AI world, the augmented, augmented technology. I'm a big fan of virtual reality. I actually went into one shop wearing those virtual reality where you can walk inside the shop and you can feel those things. And there is a video going on, maybe I'll share it with you. There is a restaurant where it's an augmented uh, technology. The menu is a 3D menu that appears on your, on your, uh, and you can actually see the real uh, burger or your uh, menu with, with flaming hot flames coming out of it and smoke coming out of it. It's as real as it can get. Now sitting in my, uh, in my home, in my, in my before I used to just go online and I used to choose a hotel based on the reviews. Now I can walk through the rooms virtually. I can choose which room I want, which view, which view I want. I can sit in a car. I can open a door without actually being in the car. I can open a door, sit in the car, look around at the interior, and I can feel what the car is. Technology has really, really moved to a different. And that would that would probably be the next norm. I, I, I think so. And as, as as we are speaking about experiences, technology is only a mean to create new new experiences. And 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 therefore fully agree with you. Perhaps then the next question. And I see uh, quite a lot of books behind you. And also this question: Is there a book that you would suggest to the audience that you say this is a book that I really liked or that helped in you in your career? Uh, yeah, um, I have read quite a few, quite a few books. I like to read the books which are 
more closer to the to the and one of the books I think everybody has read, Fred Reichert, which is the the big question and the, where the NPS came out, and that's where I, I read the book, uh, which Tony also also wrote, and I would recommend that one. Um, I can come up with the name very soon, but, and this is uh, the Zappos this is Zappos story. Uh, it gives you a lot of uh, insight into into your uh, now. I'm very keen on reading the books which are my colleagues write. I mean, I'm very proud that I'm part of this uh, faculty, which is called the Customer Experience Faculty. And recently, there was the third uh, Customer Experience book published. So I would recommend those. And you have a chapter there as well, if I'm not wrong. Yes, correct. Yes. So you know, I'm very proud, and I have already ordered. I think it's on the way. I want to hold it in my hand. And I would I would read that, and I think I, I if I'm not wrong, inshallah, I will be I will be featured in the next one next one as well. When you talk about the books, instead of um, uh, you know I, I can give names, and there is a lot of names that I but people people are. I rather talk about something else of a concept of a book that I want to write. You know, this is something which is missing in my. I wish I can write a book of my experiences of my day-to-day, -day, which people can read in illustration. So you read it as a comic book. For example, the experience that I have, different experiences, I want to create a comic book so people can read it as an illustration and watch it as a, but not, you know, I've always been, I want to create something which is unique and which is different. So hopefully one day I would be able to offer this to the public. I hope so, and I would I will be the first buyer of of your book because you are explaining such a great example. You have so many so many experiences that you can share. And I have, a habit. I have a habit whenever I go somewhere and I experience something, I write it down immediately. Um, do we have time? I can give you a couple of uh, very good experiences. Sure. How people will 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 learn from this, and good and bad experiences both. I, I'll give you a good one. So I went to this restaurant with my friend. And uh, she, I invited her for a for a drink. So we went to this restaurant and we ordered. It's a it's a busy restaurant, just like TGIF. This here it's called uh, uh, Chili's. So I I don't have a problem taking the name. So Chili's is very famous here, but it's just like TGIF, and you know you can order. So we ordered a very nice dish, and then she, I said, "What would you like to drink?" She said, "I want to try something new." Goes through and looks at a drink which looks beautiful, blue color. Never I've seen this kind of a color. She said, "I want to order this." Let's see how this. Anyways, she ordered, took one sip, and she said, ah, I don't like, and put it on the side. We didn't say anything. Would you believe the guy who was waiting us, he came and said, ma'am, I'm observing you're not drinking it. What happened? I said, no, no, we're fine. We're not the ones who complain. I said, no, why are you not drinking it? You don't like it? She said, yes, it's very bitter. You know, I'd like something more sweeter. I said, no problem. Go to the menu. Tell me which one do you like? So he chose another one and he brought that one. And when the bill came, they did not charge us for any drink. Now, this is a guy who's waiting so many people. This is a busy place. It's not a five-star hotel I'm talking about. It's not a top line. I'm talking about a place where so many, it's a crowded place. But look at this guy. This is an experience. You know, these are the kind of things that leave a mark on you. And look at his empowerment. Look how he, he took care um, of. At the same time, you know, we have uh, all, all different kinds of experiences. So I, I, I can write a lot of things. I have hundreds of these experiences that I always note down. 
uh, I was in a in a in a hotel and there were kids with us, very expensive. So we took a staycation, very five star, very high profile, great, lovely view, excellent stuff. Now the kid, we have a, we were a family, so one of the kids said that I want to go to the slides. The slides are. There is a special kind of slides which are in the sea, so people can go and jump, and it's a jumping kind of thing. So the price was, there was a certain price for it. So the mom came running to me, one of the moms, and said, you know, I'm very angry. I said, what happened? Everything is fine. She said, you know what? This guy refused to let my son go to the slide. I said, why? Said He said, the slides are 120 dirhams. I have only 100. I do not have 20. He said, no, I will not let him go unless you give me 20. I said, listen, I'm staying here please charge it to, to, to my room. He said, no, I need cash. He said, listen, my son is here. I'm staying here. Let him go. I'll bring this 20. He said, no, if you don't give it to me right now, I will lose my job. I don't want to be without. My manager would be very angry. And we were so sad. I said, look, what an amazing place. Everything was so good. And this one experience where the person did not want to, going by the book, there is a policy and I just want to follow it. Listen, see what's, how much you can, you know, what you can do for the people. So they're always good and bad experience at the same place as well. You can have experiences which are good and bad. And now I, I, I also learning a lot and I understand why, for example, Ian Golding is inviting you to, to his masterclass because you have so many good examples to explain what it's better and what it's not so good and also why making this example of uh, following the policy or empowering. You actually took my secret when I said that I want to write an illustration book of examples. That's exactly what those examples would be because every illustration would actually tell a story and say what went right and what went wrong and what could have been done better. So that's my whole plan. So now the secret is out. <laughs> what my whole plan of the book is. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Farhan, if somebody would like to contact you because for additional questions, what is the best way to, to connect with you? Um, I am I'm very approachable. I mean, I come from a Citibank background where we believed in open door policy and anybody could have walked into our and we love this. I, I absolutely, I really respect Citibank for, for, for this culture. And I brought this culture everywhere and people loved it. You know, especially I went to some organization where it was, there was a you know, closed door policy and I'm one of them where the door is open and everybody could walk in and have a good discussion. It really, really works. It brings people, people closer. Very simple formula, but it. So I have my, in, uh, um, I'm on LinkedIn, so I can, I can give my LinkedIn and that's where I'm always. I'm on WhatsApp. Anybody who wants to WhatsApp me, I'm very, very fond of WhatsApp, WhatsApp as well. My mobile is there. I'm on uh, Twitter as well. I'm on Instagram as well. By the way, one more thing that I want to add, if somebody wants to talk to me about some other stuff, look behind me. You can see Lego. So I'm a big fan of Lego. I just completed my Lamborghini, which is outside. So I completed my big Lamborghini. So I have, and I am a award-winning photographer as well. Oh. So I won, I was rated, I was nominated as the, uh, I was awarded the best photographer of UAE in 2010. Uh, I was in the newspapers and I, my work has been exhibited in Italy and, uh, Thailand and some other places places as well. So if people want to connect me for you know photography, I'm, 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 I'll be very, very happy. So what I'll do is you have all my links. I would appreciate if you could you know just put them at the end maybe you know and 
Sure, that's. And I'll, uh, I'll give you the link of my uh, my my website as well for my CX future. I don't know if I phrased that correctly, but this is your expectation, and it will be my duty to provide all the information. All the duty. I thank you for this. You are my. You know, you're doing me a favor. Thank you. Thank you. And the very last question, Farhan, it's um, your golden nugget. It's something that we, we discussed or something new that you would share with the audience. What would that be? Golden yeah. nugget. <laughs> I, I believe if you are a manager, for me, the very important part of my, what I've learned in this 20, you can be a best worker. You can be an amazing, um, you know, expert of your field. But if you're not a good leader, become a good leader. Become a person who's proud of the achievement of their team. Somebody would ask me, Farhan, what is your success of an organization? I would say that my success is the organization winning the awards. Not me, not anyone. Highlight your people. I'll give you an example. One team leader, just team leader that I chose in, in Citibank today is the retail head of Citibank in one of the countries. Identify people, nurture them. If you have some quality, if you have some experience, give it to people, share it. By sharing, you learn. I learn my experiences by sharing with others by giving your experiences. If you have, I think it's our duty. So my, my request from everyone, all these experts, CX experts, give as much as you can to the new ones. And I'm very proud and I'm very happy that a lot of new entrants into customer experience, they contact me and say, we just want to you know, learn from your experience, what you, how you've... So I love sharing my stories and I sit with them and I, I share them. Maybe in the future, they will, you know, be able to experience something. So my, there's no nugget, it's just a request. If with all the experience that people have, please share with it, make sure that people learn from you and become. That's perfect. And I will join your request. And at the end, the only thing that I can say is uh, thank you very much for, it was a great pleasure to have you on my show. Thank you. Your show is amazing. And I, 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 I waited to be, to be there. <laughs> so I'm, I'm finally, this is an achievement for me as well. Thank you very much. And also to the audience, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. And I hope that you enjoyed this discussion as much as I Any questions, it. please feel free. You know, just write to me or we can have discussion. Even if something that we've not discussed, any other topic related to customer experience, I'll be very happy to answer. Sure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure.